There is no such thing as, oh, I'm a Christian, but I beat my wife. Oh, I'm a Christian, but the only person I spend money on is myself. Oh, I'm a Christian, but I cheat on my wife. Oh, I'm a Christian, but I'm constantly doing the wrong thing. It doesn't work like that, children of Yah. That is not someone with the mark of Jesus. That is someone with a mark of the wolf. beautiful start to the week. Happy Monday. God bless you all. I hope that you guys had a beautiful weekend. I hope you guys wrapped up a beautiful weekend and I hope you guys were able to do all that you set out to accomplish in the name of Jesus. I pray that you guys all came closer to the truth, all came closer to the revelation and I pray that continues. Amen. But today I want to talk about something called uh, this is what this is what this is what I'm going to name it. I'm going to name my topic the mark of the wolves. Because children of y'all, we got to watch the people who think they know a little something about something about the kingdom. Because if we don't test their spirits, what was once the correct track, which is here, we're going to end up two degrees off. And before you know it, we're way off course. So today's episode is going to be called The Mark of the Wolves. But before I get into it, I want to say a quick prayer. Lord Jesus, in your mighty holy name, I plead your blood over this microphone. I plead your blood over this vessel, over this temple. Let your will be done through us. And I plead your blood over each and every one of my viewers and listeners. Give me the words I need to speak with the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding I need to impart to your people. Allow me to give them your daily bread. Give us your daily bread, Father God. Let your will be done in Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, so going into it, the mark of the wolf. So here's the thing. We gotta watch the people who think that they know the gospel of Jesus. And I'm going to read from 2 John verses uh, 9 through 11 of chapter 1. So 2 John chapter 1 verses 9 through 11. In the name of the word reads, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. And he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Children, I want to tell you a quick story today. So today I met a, I met a gentleman. Um, he seemed like he was, he seemed like he was a nice guy, but you know, as you know, he started to talk to me, you know, he started to blurt out, you know, obscenities and and, and, and this and this, that and the third. And, you know, I knew this man didn't have the spirit. And then somehow the conversation, um, it jumped from, hi, how are you? To him talking about the Catholic church and how he's Catholic. 
And then it turned into him telling me that he was a Mason. And I say that because I knew right off the bat that he did not have the spirit of Christ because he's talking to me about, oh, was Mary Magdalene a prostitute? And, and you know, the church, we don't know if it's this. We don't know if it's that. Children of y'all, these are the kinds of people that I'm warning you against. And if this man finds his way uh, to this podcast, to this YouTube channel, to this episode, I say this not necessarily as a as a knock to him, but to say you have to watch what you accept as truth and doctrine. You have to watch. You have to be very, very careful about this because Jesus Christ, he warns us against who's real and who's not real. He warns us about the wolves in sheep's clothing. And he tells us, he says, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and deceive many. And the irony is when I got into a conversation with this man, he was talking about this. He said, we have a descendant of Christ here on this very earth. Oh, I went, okay. And, you know, at that point, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I kind of just disengage. Well, not necessarily disengage, but, you know, you let people talk. You know, how many of you have ever gotten into a conversation where you knew that everything they were saying was incorrect? And not only that, you just you just let them talk. You know, the wisdom kicks in and you don't necessarily start an argument because, you know, their spirit is not going to receive it. But. Children of y'all, we got to be careful because there are a lot of wolves with the mark of the beast. There are a lot of wolves out there that whose sole mission is to deceive you. And you got and in order to be able to to spot the deception, you got to be able to test the spirit by the spirit, children of y'all. You have to test the spirit. For uh, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Light has no fellowship with darkness, children of Yah. Righteousness has no fellowship with lawlessness. And so what actually we're called to do what actually we're called to do, it says this in 2 Thessalonians 3, verses 13 through 15. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person and do not keep company with him that he may be ashamed. Yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother, meaning warn him. Share with them, hey, listen, if you don't receive and open your mind and your heart to the Holy Spirit, you're going to be in serious trouble. And children of Yah, there's, I don't need to tell you, there's so much of this doctrine everywhere. Everywhere. I, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to tell you just, you know, just, you know, how deceived, I, I, I keep running into a lot of Christians that, that are very, very deceived. I had a conversation um, 
earlier today with a woman and she had explained to me, she said, make sure you have the right connections or whatever, you know, get your education. I'm like, and one of the things I said to her, I said, wisdom only comes from one place. James 1.5 says, if there's any one of you without wisdom, let him ask God and it will be freely given to him without reproach or reprimand. Wisdom only comes from one place, children of y'all. But you see, here's the thing. The wolves, they're going to come to you in sheep's clothing. They're going to come to you in the form of your carnal historians, your carnal theologians, your carnal pastors, your carnal ministers, and your carnal teachers. They're going to come to you saying, no, 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 no. This is the truth. You heard it was this, but instead is this. How do I know? Because in 1872, blah, 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 did this, and he actually changed the Bible. He actually changed the doctrine. He actually started this movement. So what you're saying is completely false. I've seen so many videos, children of y'all, of people on YouTube, of people on Facebook. They follow a whole bunch of nonsense. You know what I use, children of y'all? You ask me, some of you say to me, so, so what makes you so different from them? You want to know my baseline for this? My baseline is the Bible. Point blank period. I believe the Bible from front to back in its entirety. Isaiah 55 11, God says, my word cannot return to me void. So if you're seeing something, children of y'all, you're seeing one verse you, and, and, and you say, okay, but then you see another verse and you're like, wait, 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 I don't get it. Why does it say this? But then it says that, you know, I, I, I think, I think the Bible is full of errors. No, 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 no. The Bible is not full of errors. The discernment is off because everything I've read in the Bible, I'm not confused about. I went to church for nine years when I first started in the faith. I went to one particular church for nine years, and I remember the pastor expressing his frustration and saying, I don't know. Somebody asked him, well, why does the Bible say this, but it also says this? And he said, I don't know. I'm confused. And so you got to be mindful of that. God is not the author, the author of confusion, children of Yah. He's not the author of confusion. So if there's something that a claimed historian or theologian or, 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 or Bible school professor claims he is very confused on. The spirit teaches you everything. In 1 John 2.27, it says, the same anointing which abides in you teaches you concerning all things and is not a lie and is true. The Holy Spirit, children of Yah, teaches you everything you need to know. Now, I know it says in the book of Proverbs where there's no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of the counselors, there's safety. Yes, this is true. But let me ask you a question. Do those counselors have the doctrine of Christ? Do those counselors, whenever they look at the Bible, do they look through carnal lenses or do they look through spiritual lenses? Are they filled with the spirit? Do they believe the fullness of the Bible front to back? Another thing, too, is we have this tendency, another, another, uh, 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 um, 
another trait of the mark of the wolves is that the first thing a wolf will do is lead you through Google. I am never going to tell anybody, listen, you heard it was this and this, but it's actually this. Click on my YouTube video. And then I talk all about it. I'm never, I have never, ever, ever done that. What I have told people is, no, you've heard this is this, but the Bible said that is that. I make no mention of my podcast. I make no mention of my YouTube channel. I make no mention of anything. I always point people to the Bible. And I always use the Bible as a source of correction. The Bible says all scripture is given in an inspiration of God for reproof for correction that we may we may be uh, uh, thoroughly equipped through every good work. I don't know if it necessarily says that last part, but I know that last part is somewhere in the Bible. I don't have the verse right in front of me. And I, I can't look it up right now because I don't, you know, everything is, is, is digital. But... You got to be aware of such people, children of Yah, because there's so there, there, there are a lot of see, it's not enough to simply say you're Christian. I had a conversation with a woman last night and she was describing what she believes is a Christian man, you know, toxic, a toxic Christian man. A toxic Christian man is an oxymoron because, you know, all the traits that she was describing. Oh, he controls women. He tells a woman what to do. As in, you know, he controls her growth and, and you know, he doesn't want to uh, he doesn't want her to surpass him and all this type of stuff. I, I, and my whole thing is everything she was describing to me. It, the problem was it wasn't it wasn't anything indicative of a Christian man. It did not describe a Christian man. It described the wolf in sheep's clothing. And you know what Jesus said about that? Jesus said in Matthew 15, 8, these people draw to me near me with their mouth and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far, is far from me. And what I explained to her, I explained to her, I said, listen, you can't serve two masters. You can't claim to be Christian. And yet you're eyeball deep in witchcraft. You can't be a Christian husband, a Christian boyfriend, whatever. But you're, everything you're doing is not leading your woman to Christ. And she had explained to me, well, there's character traits. I said, uh-uh, that's not how it works. First John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear and torment. And he has not been made perfect in love if he still fears. So when you have the Holy Spirit, and I truly believe this, children of y'all, I truly believe this. When you have the Holy Spirit, your works will be a product of the spirit in you. There is no such thing as, oh, I'm a Christian, but I beat my wife. Oh, I'm a Christian, but the only person I spend money on is myself. Oh, I'm a Christian, but I cheat on my wife. Oh, I'm a Christian, but I'm constantly doing the wrong thing. It doesn't work like that, children of Yah. That is not someone with the mark of Jesus. That is someone with a mark of the wolf. That is a wolf in sheep's clothing. 2 Timothy 3, 1-5 says, But know this, that in the last 
days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, brutal, excuse me, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. These people, children of Yah, who claim they're Christian, but when you look at the fruit of their tree, there is nothing Christian about them. These people, they have a form of godliness, but deny the power. I've been involved with many of with many women who said they were Christian, yet everything they did towards the relationship signaled, I'm trying to manipulate you. I'm trying to control you. They were eyeball deep in witchcraft. It's not enough for someone to simply say, I'm Christian. Because everybody wants to be everybody wants to be fake Christian. Everybody wants to fake be fake like 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 spiritual and philosophical because nobody wants to believe that nobody wants to come off as if they're boring. Everybody wants to come off as if they're deep. They have some sort of mystical knowledge. It's all apostate demonic doctrine, children of Yah. Don't fall. For the for the vices for the, uh, the the schemes of the devil, put on the armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles and schemes of the devil. Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty one to twenty three, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but who he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, have done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. A lot of people think, you know, they don't read the verse in clear context. They think, well, you could, it's possible you could cast out devils and you can, you can, you know, you could prophesy, do all these things and still go to hell. No, 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 no. That's not what it says. Jesus said, many will say they did. Many will say they casted out devils. Many will say they prophesied in my name. Many will say they did the signs and wonders in my name. And here's another thing with that. There are some people who believe that, you know, you can cast out devils and still go to hell. But there's another verse in the Bible that says, you know, when the Pharisees were talking to Jesus and they were talking about he cast out devils by Beelzebub. And Jesus said, if Satan casts out Satan, his kingdom is divided. You can't cast Satan can't cast out Satan. So if you don't have the doctrine of Christ, you are, by virtue of that, a son of the devil. And you cannot cast out devils with no Holy Spirit. You can summon devils. You can transfer devils through the spirit of death, through witchcraft, even if it's unknowingly 
Because Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge, children of Yah, the lack of discernment, children of Yah. If you don't study for yourselves from the Bible, it will destroy you. That mark of the wolf will destroy you. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 13 through 14, enter the, by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it because the narrow gate is difficult. The narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. The ones with the hardest lives, children of Yah, they live for the namesake of Jesus. A lot of people, they always want to choose the easy way out. And a lot of times that scares people from the anointing. That scares people from the gifts and the calling of God. But like it says in Romans eleven twenty nine, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. You know, I I I meet I meet so many people that that they know what their assignment is. They understand the assignment, but they're scared to walk in it because they fear of what they're gonna lose. They fear of they fear the rejection. They fear uh, uh they fear the persecution. But children of Yah, when you read the Bible and you're filled with the spirit, you're going to understand that this is the life that we're called to because we are not of this world. Jesus said, if the world hates you, just know it hated me first. And because you're mine, the world will reject you. This warning is given through the Bible several different places, clear as day. So we have to enter by the narrow gate and we can't do some of the religious things that we see other churches do that are not even in the Bible. We can't be a part of denominations that are not that the Bible doesn't even speak of. We can't be Roman Catholic. We can't be Catholic. We can't be we can't be Lutherans, Baptists, Methodists, Pentecostal. We can't be all of these things. The Bible says nothing about denominations. You know what it says? It says in 1 Corinthians 1.10, see that there are no divisions among you that you be of the same mind and the same judgment why do we have all these different denominations because one guy wasn't in the spirit he read the bible through carnal lenses and through carnal lenses he a familiar spirit led him to create his own doctrine and now millions of people maybe even billions of people are deceived in the name of the devil because this one dude decided to create a doctrine that sounds good proverbs 14 12 says there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Children of Yah, just because it sounds good does not mean it is good. Swimming in a pool full of money sounds good. But if you're not building God's kingdom, if you're not using the money to build God's kingdom, if you're not using the money to advance the kingdom to do God's will, how good could it possibly be? Jesus said, what good does it do a man to profit the world and lose his soul? And a lot of Christians are being deceived by stuff that sounds good. You got you to gotta check the spirit, children of God. You got to check the spirit. Not everything is good. 
There are Christians out there who are pastors. They know how to say the right words to rally the crowd. They know how to do the stomping. They know how to do the yelling. They know how to do the screaming. What did Jesus say? Not everyone who screams, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. You could scream as much as you want. Yes, the Bible does say to worship. He must worship in spirit and truth. But you could scream all you want. But if the only time you scream is on Sunday, but from Monday through Saturday, you're selfish and scared. That screaming is useless. That screaming is useless, children of y'all. Not everyone is who they say they are. And some of these people, they're putting on a show because why? They want your money. They want something from you. They want to feed that offering plate as much as possible. There are many, many pastors out there. They do it for the money. The whole world has fallen apart. We are living in the end times. And the only thing that some of these pastors are concerned about is their own pockets. They have a love for money. They would rather tell you a lukewarm message and have you continue to come to the church just so they can have your money than tell you a truthful, spirit-filled message that brings conviction, that brings revelation, that might bring sadness, but it'll bring freedom. And a lot of Christians out there, every, see, everybody's a Christian until it gets biblical. Until it's time to do prophetic stuff, until it's time to really make a stand against the mark of the beast, a lot of people are going to fake the funk. Matter of fact, there are Christians falling apart as we speak. Why? Because they're not being fed the truth. They're not being fed the truth and they run from it. They think the truth is somehow associated with the devil. They think the truth is the one thing that's going to break them in half, but it's so much easier. Let me let me let me explain something to you. You know the kind of person that's hard to get through in evangelism? You know the kind of person who's hard to get through to save their soul? The type who's fooling themselves. That takes a considerable amount of time because it's easier to live a convenient lie than a painful truth. But the truth doesn't necessarily always have to be painful. Matter of fact, Jesus said, "He will, you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Jesus, he never dragged anybody through the mud. It's either you receive the truth or not. But those who receive the truth, you will be set free. For me, I was into the pornography for 22 years. You know, I was faking the funk. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to church. You know, I'm a God-fearing man, and I'm going to read the Bible. But then I would look at the porn. And the truth of the matter is, I was still going to hell. God was still ignoring me because I wasn't his. And it says, I believe in John 9, 31, now... The sinners, we know that God ignores, but he who worships him and does his will, 
He hears them. And God was ignoring me for a number of years. He knew what I, where I would eventually end up. But God ignored me. I was a wolf and I didn't even know it. I would, I would try to lead people to Jesus, but I didn't even see. Here's the thing. I didn't even know my identity. I even know I didn't even know who I was, but now I do. Why? Because it's not about you got to mark off the checklist. You got to study more. You got to pray more. You got to read more. You got to go to church more. You got to go to Bible study more. It's not about that. It's not about a checklist. It's is your heart and your mind open to the spirit? Is it aligned with God's will? Because it's a lot easier to do that so that the spirit can enter you than it is to mark off the checklist. Because when you do God's will, children of Yah, when you do God's will, the byproduct or when you receive the spirit, excuse me, the byproduct of receiving the spirit is that your faith of the spirit will produce the works of the spirit. It'll naturally be easier for you to go to Bible study. It'll it'll, it'll naturally be easier for you to listen to to hear the word of God. It'll naturally be easier for you to pray. It'll naturally be easier to do God's will. Why? Because you're of the spirit. You're of the spirit and true faith produces the works of the spirit. And so you got to be mindful of people who say they're this, that, and the third. And then rather than test their spirit, you just accept their knowledge as truth and biblical doctrine. You have to study for yourselves. And there are a lot of Christians out there who don't like to read the Bible. And I don't understand why, because to a person who's filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible is the knowledge of life. The, by, the word of God restores. The word of God is solid, is true. The word of God, the Bible says faith comes from hearing the word of God. When you have more faith, the Holy Spirit, God's will will manifest in you. And you will be able to do so many signs and wonders, perform so many signs and wonders. You'll be able to do things that don't even make sense in this world. In our world, two plus two is four. But in the world of the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God, two plus two is whatever he says. We got to be mindful of that. Because when you have the Holy Spirit, it becomes very, very easy, children of Yah, to spot the wolves. It becomes very, very easy to spot the people who are trying to deceive. And when I had a conversation with that man, I knew what he was all about. I knew what he was all about. I knew what he was into. But I just kept quiet. And the truth of the matter is I had to do business with this man. You know, there was no way I could I could avoid avoid the conversation. For those of you wondering, but we got to be careful. There's a whole lot of stuff that people do in the dark that they're scared to bring into the light. But all that stuff is going to be exposed. God is tired of all the religious nonsense. He's tired of people playing church. 
He's tired of selfish people only concerned about their own pockets, stealing money. I, I, it really breaks my heart as a pastor that another pastor could, you could lead people in apostate doctrine, steal their money and leave them in darkness. It, it makes me so angry. It makes me it, it makes me angry to the core that there are pastors out there who choose to do this. It's like, why? You were called to be a pastor. You were called to lead and protect the sheep and feed the sheep and to help the sheep grow in their anointing. But the thing you do with it is deceive. Why? Why? It's not cool. It's not cool. It's not cool what people do. It's not cool that people choose to do that. And there's a lot of selfish people out there. And Jesus said, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. But children, yeah, I'm just going to encourage you with not to get discouraged. Don't grow weary in doing good. Because in due season, you'll reap the rewards of the kingdom. If you continue to do good, if you continue to allow the temple to always be open, to allow your lampstand to always be filled with oil and to to allow it to be lit so everybody can always find a way to the kingdom. We are the light of the world. A light is not meant to be hidden under a bushel. We are the light of the world. So that's all I have for today. You know, I hope you guys got something out of this. You know, for any, you know, partnering uh, opportunities, partnership opportunities, you can email me at yahwehrise at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on Instagram, Yahweh Rise. My YouTube channel, of course, Yahweh Rise Podcast. I'm also on pay- on Facebook too, Yahweh Rise Podcast. My name is Shaquan Woody. Um, I can't think of any other handles at the moment. Oh, don't forget to subscribe. For those of you listening through the podcast channel, don't forget to subscribe. New episodes come out on a weekly basis. Same on YouTube. This episode will be available in podcast platform. For those of you listening on the podcast, this episode will be available on the YouTube platform. But let's watch out for the wolves. Let's beware of the wolves in sheep's clothing. Let's do everything we can to make sure the spirit of God dwells within us. Let's do everything we can to help the helper. Help the helper help us, empower us, strengthen us, and empower us. Let's be bold and encouraged. So in Jesus' name, we'll grow in Jesus' name, and I love you all. God bless you all. Have a good evening. Thank you.